Hello and welcome to the International Student Experience, the Swansea University podcast dedicated to showcasing the stories of students from around the world who have chosen to study in the UK. My name is Dav Turner and I'll be your host and in today's episode we have an excellent guest join us. It is our pleasure to welcome Bethel Ohanugo, a student from Nigeria who is pursuing an MSc in Health Informatics here. As an Ira Francis Davis scholarship recipient, Bethel has shown an exceptional drive and commitment to academic excellence and female empowerment. Today, Bethel will share with us her experiences of studying in Wales and in the UK, her aspirations of opening a company in Nigeria, and how she is dedicated to empowering women through education. Her insights will undoubtedly inspire and resonate with students and professionals alike. So let's get into the international student experience with Bethel Ohanugo and discover the challenges and opportunities of studying abroad. Thank you. Okay, so Bethel, can you tell us what led you to studying an MSc in health informatics? Thank you so much. So I was previously working in a CRO. So CRO is a contract research organization. So they typically work with um, pharmaceutical companies to manage and analyze their data um, from those trials. And so I already had a clinical background because I studied a medical program, which was microbiology. But then I kept feeling like there was this gap in knowledge from the technical aspects, um, the data side of things. And so that was when I knew that to reach the kind of heights I wanted in my career, I needed to know much more from that angle. And so I started doing a lot of research on schools in the UK that offered health informatics um, because that was the closest to what I wanted to do. And so I did a lot of research and I found Swansea University. Prior to that, I didn't actually know the university, but then because there aren't so many schools that do the course as compared to other programs like maybe finance and things like that. So yeah, that was how I started the whole process of applying here for university. Did you always know you wanted to study in the UK? Yes. So I I knew that I wanted to come here to live, but not necessarily at that time. It was more of a long-term vision for me. But then, you know, doing a lot of research about the course was what led me to look at the UK for studies in particular. You had the Ira Francis Davis scholarship. Is that something, did you go looking for that? Did someone like point you in that direction? Yes. So um, one of my friends was studying in Swansea at the time. And so I told him that I wanted to apply. And, you know, he pointed me into the direction. Oh, there's this scholarship for the Faculty of Medicine. And I checked it out and I'll be honest, looking through the the eligibility criteria, I did see myself fitting into that criteria, but then it still seemed out of reach because growing up, I've always had the, I've always been the smart kid, but I've always been the one who is maybe the second. There are sometimes when it might be a guy that's getting the first position every time. And so just getting to that top position was always out of reach for me. And so the scholarship, everything looked good until I saw that it was just one person that they were going to give. And I'm like, okay, am I, so I'm going to have to be like the top applicant for them to pick me and all that. And I was really nervous and all of that, but um, my friends encouraged me and um, just made me see that this is things that we've always talked about growing up, you know, aspiring big and going for what we actually want. And so I did it. I did it scared. Um, but I did it regardless. And yeah, that was how that went. And I'm really grateful for the investment that um, the school has put into my education because it's really changed a lot of things for me. What was um, what was family life like? Did they help support with the application? Did they know you were applying to Swansea and, and for the scholarship? 
Yes, my mom knew about it. Um, and my mom helped me to proofread a lot of things. She's really good with how to communicate ideas better. And so, you know, me just talking to her, okay, this is what I'm going for. And it's like, okay, I think you should correct this line here. This is not how, this is not what you're trying to say. Because she knows me a lot. Um, she knows me really well. And also knows my experiences as well. So it was very easy for her to correct me in certain areas. So yeah, my mom was really, really helpful. Uh, my dad was also aware of this, but he wasn't as involved as she was until much later in the process. Great. What's um what's life like back in Lagos? How does it compare to Swansea? Was it a big cultural shift for you? Yes, a huge cultural shift. So I, I was born in Lagos. I was brought up in Lagos. That's where I would say 99% of my life. And so it's, there's so many people, millions of people, um, a vibrant culture. So there's over a hundred tribes in Nigeria. And so many people from across Nigeria come to Lagos to live. And so it is a multicultural city. There's so many kinds of people everywhere, really. And so that was what I knew. I don't think I really understood what it was to live in a place that was a bit more secluded, not as many people until I moved to Swansea. It was a huge cultural shift for me, but I realized that um, it fit more with my personality type. I did, you know, I didn't have a choice when I grew up in Lagos. That was what I was born into. And so I just got used to the activity, the busy life and everything. But coming here has just really changed my perspective on things. Like, yeah, things can be a lot more quiet. And yeah, there's pros for both of it, but then I'll just say I prefer this, the quiet style. So was this your first time out of uh, Nigeria? Was this the first no. time out of the country? No, not my first time out of the country, but my first time out of Africa, yes. What was the biggest challenges you felt coming to Swansea, like leaving that, leaving home? So I felt really homesick for a long time. I felt really, really homesick. Um, I would say that was the first thing for me. And I realized that it needed a bit of time to get used to. So in April, I left Swansea for a bit just for a weekend I went to Birmingham and I remember going there and I realized just how much I missed Swansea and so I didn't even realize how much it was until I was coming back and I felt myself smiling you know when you don't really know that you're enthusiastic until you literally feel the smile on your face and I'm like oh wow I really miss this place and so it was a lot more quieter Birmingham reminded me of Lagos and I was just like, oh my goodness, I'm back to this. Like, no, 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 I want to go back to Swansea. So I think the same way I felt when I left Nigeria and came here was how I had felt when I left Swansea temporarily to Birmingham because I'd grown used to this city. You know, I'd grown more in love with the city and I was used to it. So yeah, I think it was just me giving it more time, giving myself time to settle in, giving myself time to find a community here that really helped me to acclimatize. Was finding the community when you first got here quite difficult? It wasn't a case of it being difficult. It was more of me being in a shell. So when I came here, because, you know, I'm on a scholarship, I want to focus on my academics. That was just all that was on my mind. Um, I didn't really think about the social aspect of things. I didn't think about extracurricular. And so coming here, I was kind of in a shell. But I saw that that had a direct impact on... Even my academics, I felt like I was in a hole and I was just really struggling to be here. I even wanted to go home at a point, but my parents were like, oh, it's too soon. How can you come back after two months? And so I had to deal with it. But then I I had to challenge myself to 
just take a step out of my shell and I started interacting with people. Um, I started first with my housemates and from there, talking to more people in the uni, talking to my housemates, just interacting with people generally, um, that helped me to be more um, involved with school. Yeah, and so I joined the student union from there and just started interacting with more students on a wider basis. What did you do in the student union? So I worked as, so it was a part-time role. Um, I worked as part of the events team um, as a front of house event staff, trying to come up with concepts for events for students. We also used to assist in events like the Open Days, some cultural festivals, um, the Summer the summer Ball. We also used to help students on a day-to-day if they have any inquiries, questions about just their student experience and just helping them. And I think that experience also helped me as a student because I was also a new student coming to Swansea. And so being able to help other students just made me see that a lot of our experiences are shared many times. Like there's so many things that are relatable. So the the housemates you lived with, um, yeah. they all would have been here for the first time as well. What was um, what did you all get up to? Is there anything in particular you felt as a group helped acclimatize you to Swansea? Did you go anywhere that you really enjoyed? Yes, so I I went to the the winter wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was that brought out the inner child in me because I remember I was even studying a few minutes before we just made a spontaneous decision. Okay, let's just go out and stop this, and that was very interesting. You know, going on all the rides, seeing people, trying out new food. That was the day I really tried out. Um, I tried out a lot of burgers, um, corn dogs and things like that. And it was really nice. Fish and chips. Yeah, <laughs> the legendary fish and <laughs> chips. <laughs> yeah, so that was really nice. And it was just a new experience. Just made me see that, okay, there is life outside of academics. Is there anything else that you you would have recommended to a new new starter to try when they get here? You've met housemates, you've joined the student mm-hmm. union. Is there anything else that you've really felt helped you get in touch with the, the, the local community and like really start to have it feel like home? I would say um, taking advantage of the communities. I think one thing I've noticed over the past few months is that there's, there's a community for every kind of person here. If you're the kind of person that likes reading, for example, there's book clubs. If you're the kind of person that likes to swim, their clubs and all of these are within the university that the university provides. There's so many, so many programs that are available for you. There are a lot of sports as well that you can, you know, if that's if you're interested in sports, um, you can just join any of that. And, you know, just also giving yourself that chance to take things one day at a time. I think it's very easy to be overwhelmed when you look at everything so grand. It can be overwhelming, but taking it a step at a time and just remembering that you're not meant to do life alone. So yeah, definitely. I'll just say it still boils down to community people in the end. Did you join any societies? Are you part of any sports groups uh, over here? No, unfortunately I did not join yet. Um, I did want to join the swimming club though, but I was a little bit um, concerned because of the weather. I'm not really used to the weather as much. And so I wasn't sure how that was going to pan out, um, swimming during the winter. And yes, I was going to wait till the summer to start that. Are there any tips you'd give to any students uh, coming to university in the UK for the first time? I would say to be open-minded. Some of our best experiences are outside of our comfort zone. And you never know until you actually step out. Honestly, it's been... It's been a little over nine months and 
I would say that my life is a lot different from what I knew it to be when I was in Lagos. And I like it. I like where I'm at right now. But I wouldn't have experienced this if I didn't just take that first step to just leave in my comfort zone. Just take it a day at a time. Embrace new experiences. Don't be afraid to leave your comfort zone. Great. And uh, and, and dressing for any weather. <laughs> getting, getting ready for the weather in the UK. That's going to be a big change as well, I'd imagine, yeah. for some people. Yes, definitely. I think dressing is also really important. For me, I, I did struggle with the weather at first because I... I used to hear about it, but I, you know, sometimes you don't really know how serious it is until you're in it. But I think dressing a lot more appropriately helped me um, to get acclimatized with the weather. I know there's this quote about how there's no bad weather, there's just bad dressing. So <laughs> yeah, I think the dressing is something that, you know, we have to keep in mind. For me, coming from Nigeria, it was the tropics, so... Averagely, the weather is like 25 degrees, you know, on a day-to-day. That's not, that's like summer here. Um, so I had to get used to lower temperatures in the long term, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think just addressing, it's really important. So your journey here was supported by the Ira Francis Davis Scholarship, which you've already said is only awarded to one student per year. How close a cause for empowering women, like with that scholarship, how close a cause to your heart is that, especially within the context of, of coming from Lagos and Nigeria? I think this is something that means a whole lot to me, um, not just because it involves believing in someone's dreams, but particularly about women. I'm a woman and I know what it feels like to be marginalized just because of my gender. Um, and so I think that this is something that would be inspiring to so many women to chase their dreams, you know, whatever it may be. It's not it's not out of reach. It's not so extraordinary that you can't do it. Like just chase your dreams and believe that it's going to happen and put in the work as well. Yeah, definitely it's gonna happen. I think this is something that's really even spoken to me as an individual because I also have a lot of dreams that I want to chase. And this has encouraged me to go for those dreams. Um, yeah, so just, I feel like this has been a huge platform for me. Let me put it that way. Just a huge platform for me on a global level to chase things that I know are dear to my heart. I want to do this. Okay. I'm going for this. Yeah. And the school has really helped with that. What sort of, um, what sort of dreams are you chasing? (laughs) Okay. So, um, I, I'm really passionate about the healthcare system And I think for a long time, I really fought with it because it's like, oh, why health? Why health? But then I realized why not health? You know, because I I feel like the welfare of people is something that is really, really important. People being okay for anything to work in society. People have to be in the right frame of mind, you know, the body, okay, everything, mind, soul, body, perfect. And this is also personal for me because um, I had an aunt that died because... She had this um, misdiagnosis. It was just an issue with her records, her health records in the hospital. um, And that could have been avoided. It was very unnecessary. And so they mixed up her results and then they ended up giving her some other medication, things like that. And so that's kind of a core area that my program focuses on, you know, digitizing processes, um, allowing the health information flow from practitioner to patient to be seamless and things like that. So so go to that, um, I also want to establish my company in Nigeria um, with a focus on Africa and then going global from there. But I believe that my company would be able to 
prevent things like this from happening. It's a personal story, but I think that even if it's just one extra person I'm saving, I would do anything to get my auntie back here, but that can happen. But I can still prevent somebody else from dying an untimely death. Yeah, I think I'll say that. And I've actually started actively chasing that because before getting to the point of um, creating my company, you know, things like working in global firms, to be able to learn more also with what Swansea has taught me, um, that's been really helpful. Recently, I I got into um, a global firm. It's also a CRO, similar to what I was doing back in Nigeria, but now on a global scale. And something that really stood out to me during, you know, the interview process, the selection process was the fact that there were so many transferable skills from my master's, which I haven't even completed yet. But it was really obvious that so many things had changed. You know, the school, the program that I'm in, the school has really invested in making it really practical. It's not just about reading books and then pouring it back into an exam. It's you actually sitting down to think, okay, how does this apply to your real world? And so that's really helped me. We've done tons of presentations in school, in class, um, that has helped us, you know, to think on the spot, to really be innovative. And that helped me in getting this job because there were many things that I had to demonstrate to them that I knew and understood about health information systems, healthcare, data, and things like that. And so it definitely helped so like I said, the, the school's investments in my academics, I see it as a huge platform for me because I know that it was kind of a stepping stone to this moment. So, How would you say the, that was that your current MSc, your master's level, mm-hmm. how different is that to your undergraduate study? It's a lot more practical. Um, it's a lot more specialized. And I think... The uni has also encouraged independence learning. Um, that's something I had to learn on the spot because I realized that the time of classes wasn't as much as the time I had away from classes to actually put in research and put in the work. Yes, we have supervision slots, but ultimately it boils down to your ability to think and solve problems on your own. And so, yeah, that's something that's been different, but it's really helped me. It's really helped me to be adaptive. It's really helped me to really think critically about situations and things and beyond academics. Great. Um, have you always been, um, apart from the the unfortunate passing of, of your relative, is there anything yeah. that really drove you into to health informatics? Is, is it just a general passion you've had or was it that real defining incident for you? I've always been someone that looks after the welfare of other people around me, you know, family, friends, even people that I don't know. I'm not the kind of person that sees that someone is struggling in their health or whatever other area of their welfare and I'll just pass by. It's always something that's of concern to me. But then it just hits different when it's something more personal. And so that just reiterated that drive for me. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. There's no turning back. So that sort of overseeing people's welfare did yeah. did that also then extend into how you interacted with your housemates and how you worked with the student union was was that level of welfare always important to you yes yes definitely i think there's still an element of that in me working um with the student union because in the end i think if i could summarize the goal of the student union is to help students right so that really helped because people have 
there's so many kinds of questions that people ask. There's so many issues that people are going through. Um, sometimes it's not even about academics. Some people are just not feeling well enough. There's a lot of mental health issues that are going on now. Um, people get overwhelmed easily. There's just so much going on with life and just being able to provide support to them and also direct them to the right resources within the university. There's the Students Advice and Support Center. There's the, I know there's a wellbeing center as well. Just being able to direct them and also helping them on the spots, just, it just really helps seeing that they came with a problem and they got a solution and they feel a lot better about it. So... While you've been in Swansea, is there anything you've been able to do, um, like outside of your studies, like any hobbies, anything mm -hmm. that's really helped with your your well-being? Yes. So my house is about three minutes away from the beach. Um, and I usually go there, take walks there. Sometimes I just take a mat there, take some food and just sit down there, you know, watch the sunset there and then go back home. That really helps to clear my mind. I'm also, I really believe in work-life balance and, you know, even on a personal level, I'm an advocate for solo dates. That's something that I really do. Yeah, so I sometimes would just have um, this um, inclination to just stand up and go watch a movie. Um, yeah, so things like that. Where's your favourite place in Swansea that you've gone on a solo date? I went to Wagamama to eat one time and I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was kind of different. I was the only one that was not with somebody else, but that was by choice anyway. But I got used to it. It was really nice, you know, just observing everyone coming in and out, interactions, um, even just watching the waiters, really nice waiters. And I think it was easier for me to notice how nice people were because now I'm not really deep and distracted in a conversation I'm just observing and yeah and I remember taking my journal there and I journaled I ate and it was really nice and I had dumplings for the first time that was <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah. do you do a lot of journaling yes I love journaling I love writing so much um it helps me to stay organized it helps me to keep my thoughts together yeah I really like it have you always done journaling or is that a recent thing so I've always done journaling since I was younger. Honestly, I can't even remember the age, maybe when I was five, four. But when I moved to the UK, I noticed that my journaling probably tripled the consistency. And I know this because of the number of journals I had at the time and how quickly they were filled. Um, I was telling somebody um, the other day that a journal I used back in Nigeria, I wrote for a year in that one journal, the same size of journal I've written just two months worth of it and it's almost finished because there's just so many things happening every day you know some things that I see some things I encounter sometimes it's how I'm feeling you know sometimes it's things I want to do things I want to remember I'm just writing different things down and it really just helps me to stay calm. Is there any advice you'd give to other women who were in your position before you came to Swansea is there anything you'd recommend to them to do? I would say that you should definitely chase your dreams don't be in a hurry to figure it out at once. That's also something I would say. Many times, clarity comes on the road. You might not really know what exactly you want to do. It might just be one little interest. If you have that one little interest, just explore it. You never know what that's going to lead to. It might be that. It might be that it leads to something else. But you just never know until you try. And also not thinking that... Just get rid of the box. Just, yeah, there's the whole thing of thinking outside the box. I would just say get rid of the box and just go for what 
you feel you deserve and you definitely deserve it. What about um, yourself? Does that all extend to you? Like, What advice would you give to yourself five years ago? I would say to believe in myself a lot more. I think I really struggled with that growing up um, where people had better things to say about me than myself. And, you know, getting the scholarship, coming to Swansea University really challenged me to actually, it was just a whole journey of self-discovery for me, really knowing myself more and understanding that, okay, yes, I actually am a big deal. Um, and it's also giving me the courage. Like I said, the the job that I got is something that I don't think if I was in Nigeria, that would have been, I don't think I would have ever considered it. You know, I don't even think I would have had access to it, um, to that kind of opportunity. But now I've just gotten a lot more courageous, um, a lot more brave. So the advice I'll give myself is definitely to believe in myself. And as long as I put in the work, believe in myself and just give myself a chance, then there's no limit to what I could achieve, really. It's brilliant. Thank you, Bethel. Thank you for your time today. And thank you all for listening to the International Student Experience by Swansea University. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, please uh, share it with others, leave a rating, leave a review. We'd really appreciate it.